Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to another week of Second Chance Moped Podcast. I am happy because I got to ride a moped today in 80 degree weather, Minnesota in October. That makes me happy. I was just talking to neighbor Pat before him and his kids went through axes. It was great. We're both talking like how we normally get snow. Yes, Minnesota people, all we fucking do, talk about the goddamn weather. Like I remember sitting outside my um ICU unit and watching it snow. Like just like, well, being grateful to A be alive, B like, huh, at least I don't have to fucking deal with the snow. And then two days later they wheeled me out to the nursing home. That was great. Um, but yeah, mopeds are fucking making me happy again. Like I realized how much of a pessimist I really had been the last fuck. I don't know for a while, like my old job really drug me down and I, I am so happy or we'll just say that like, I may not want to move on Minnesota for a while now. Um, but yeah, just got out, rode my bike, um, got to help Gail mommy this weekend, made her happy. I'm I kind of bummed out because I had some relationship stuff happen that kind of bummed me out, but whatever, mopeds make me happier. Uh, I'm going to go down, everybody who hasn't heard this, and hopefully you hear it in time, uh, Lawrence, Kansas, uh, the cold trailers are having a ride this coming weekend, and it's in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, it's fun, and great group of guys out there like angry uh jeremiah like in the muff peddlers i think will be out there i don't know like it's just kind of something i just started going to like three years ago and it's kind of the last big thing i do for the year and i figure they have a kind of a joke they play on everybody every year like and i figured it out right the fuck away what they do is like it's a pumpkin patch ride they call it like you go and get a pumpkin and then you ride back to some bar and whoever has the biggest pumpkin wins, but it's a joke because if you ever try to fucking hold a massive pumpkin while riding a moped for miles, it's not comfortable and it's funny to watch at least. Um, but yeah, I asked a person on this week who is just fucking rad. Like her and I hit it off. Uh, I won their raffle bike about a couple months ago, went and just there. I talked to her husband, Andy, and I just said, what about this weekend? I was like, well, we're doing this meetup. Come on out. So I got to the zero shop with like by the skin of my teeth, like within 10 minutes of their leave. And, and anybody knows Andy, like he's a punctual guy. He wants to get stuff going on time which is awesome. It makes me happy, but not when you're traveling across country and just barely make it to their shop and anxiety is at like a 10. Um, but Sarah and I, uh, we got to sit and chit chat here and there and whatnot. Like just a person, like I'm a fan of Sarah. Um, and I like her and I like bad communication through Facebook. Like she'll get to me. I won't get to her. I won't get to her. She'll get to me. It's like days and weeks and months or whatever. Uh, before and finally, I'm just like, here's my number. Fucking, we gotta get this done before I forget. Blah blah blah. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm just gonna have her introduce herself right now. Hey, it's Sarah. Some of you might know me as Shut, some of you might know me as Scouting, but uh, yeah, uh, here in Toledo, one of the zeros. 
Right on, right on. All right, Sarah, here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we go through people's moped journeys, i.e. The, the very first time they saw a moped to the smile ride to like kind of middle part of the journey, what it's like today. So, Sarah, let me ask you, what's the very first memory of a moped? Not necessarily getting on, but like the first time you can conceptually know I saw a moped. In my hometown, we have like those weird little like mini bike things so my what's head, your, like, what's your oh, hometown it's elginac michigan okay go an hour north of detroit on the river okay yeah, yeah. um it's uh, it's there it's, up it's there. the middle of nowhere like redneck little town and you get like all the little like mini bikes and four-wheelers and stuff so i never mm-hmm. actually saw a moped but like i saw similar-esque things and then Shortly after starting working at Chrysler was in 2011, so a okay. decade ago. Um, one of my coworkers like, "Hey, you like adventure things? Uh, you want to go down to Detroit with me?" I was like, "Wait, excuse me, what?" <laughs> <laughs> Going to Detroit is an adventure, you know. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, "Yeah, uh, I just started this moped club. Um, we're called Motor City Riot." Um, yeah, just go down to Detroit. I'll meet you at this place. And he gave me the address. And I'm rolling through in the middle of the night. <laughs> that is very, areas, very what life wise choices at this point, you know? Yeah. And like, you know, I'm early 20s. I'm like, yeah. it's fine. Um, not exactly the best of areas when like I first started to go to Detroit. I'm just like, yeah, I will stick to this one little spot nowhere else. Cause like I'm tiny, stupid girl. Um, <laughs> and I roll up, it's this big empty covered parking lot where they do like farmer's markets and stuff. And then there's this building with like a side door. It's all graffitied and there's all these cars outside. And like, um, I guess this is the address. And I rolled in and it was actually the old Omnicorp that they had set up in Detroit. Mm-hmm. MCR actually started and would ride their bikes and host like Moped Mondays and all that stuff from Omnicorp. Oh, wow. And that was right before they bought the shop, like, I don't know, a few months later or something. So we would meet up in like this dark area of Detroit. There's no buildings Is it, hold around on, hold on. Us. Isn't all areas kind of dark in Detroit? So like... Well... <laughs> maybe maybe not <laughs> like i've never been to detroit except yeah. for i think i went to the casino for one of the car show things over at kobo <laughs> that was my extent of detroit so like i'm just looking around he's like oh hop on the back of my bike because at that time i've never really rode anything i'm like okay i can ride on the back of a bike that's fine True. and we just road all over Detroit like I've never really seen anything and it's I don't know maybe 10 o'clock at night and we start this ride through Detroit and it's just all these lights everywhere and there's all these little noisy things just like going all around us yeah, yeah. like what the hell is going on <laughs> no helmets probably oh no um I'm serious actually pretty big on helmets That's fucking um, rad. there's maybe a few people I've ever seen show up without helmets and they used to have a stash of spare helmets there too. But yeah, I mean, even at Omnicorp, they had a smaller group. I mean, they just started, they just formed 
and it slowly grew a little bit more and a little bit more so it was just amazing to see these things not quite motorcycles like Mm -hmm. we had some dirt bikes I'm like I want to ride one of these things but I'm also petrified (laughs) but yeah that was like my first seeing of mopeds Mm -hmm. and yeah what okay you saw you kind of got on you obviously liked or like what was your first like was it just because you were with a friend or like you're just like okay i'm gonna try this thing i don't know because like did you you obviously i don't know if i'm assuming were you mechanic like i know you like a little bit of your background what you do you said you work for chrysler like but were you did you have a mechanical background growing up like did you like to tinker and work on stuff like kind of bring us to that part of your life so i mean i grew up in the middle of nowhere there's really not much to do my brother did a lot of bicycle riding i tried some but usually we uh end up stealing parts from my bikes from my brother's bike and monstering this thing together so his bikes would work Mm. but i mean we don't take our cars to mechanics I'm not as good as my family, Mm -hmm. but I mean, my dad and his sisters used to um, race their cars, uh, the racetracks and everything. Mm -hmm. My aunt has a five car garage with toys and like any tool you want. So like if anything breaks, you have to rig it up to get it home. Dad's Mm -hmm. not coming to save you. Mm -hmm. You're pushing a full size Bronco to the gas station or, you know rigging up whatever you can and you're limping at home yeah and you're out there helping them fix some stuff a lot of the times my dad didn't want me to hurt myself so like he would do most of the stuff and I would Mm -hmm. watch and help but I mean so you definitely came from like a blue collar kind of wrenching background yeah not massive but like enough that I could do and get around you know enough to be dangerous like myself is what you're saying probably yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) right on so like what you you said you went around detroit at night uh riding dubs with somebody which is like awesome for you because i still fucking hate the idea of riding dubs like i hate it like it's an it's a it's an anxiety thing for me like i hate doing it with somebody and i hate somebody on the back yeah i feel you i mean I had a couple boyfriends that had motorcycles and like I rode on the back and ever like when I first started riding mopeds, I just rode dubs on the back of the guy's bike. Mm-hmm. And for me, now that I have my motorcycle license and even on larger mopeds, I do not let people on the back. Like I can't handle that feeling. Even trying to ride oh, the tandem bicycle, Meg and Jared got a tandem bicycle. <laughs> And we were just riding it all around just because it was hilarious. And with me on the back, everything was fine. But the moment Andy got on the back, it was like he was trying to control where we went. And I kept yelling, I'm like, stop it, stop it. And we like (laughs) ran into cars. It was great. (laughs) So like no one's on the back of my bikes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I can only imagine. (laughs) And he's like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So you kind of, you dug it it seemed like at least that was it the culture or was it the actual little loud little machines 
it was kind of everything. I mean, I don't know if you went to Omnicorp. I don't even know if Omnicorp is still there in Detroit, but it was like a hacker space. Okay. So when you went in, the main floor had like all these huge shop machines. Like you had the Lays, you had like an old CNC machine. I don't even know if that thing worked. You had all these workbenches and people had their bikes going like every which way. And then you went upstairs and they had like 3D printers, like this back in 2011. So like yeah. this wasn't a common household thing like today. No, like yeah. yeah. And like all these like little hacker making things every wish where you can make literally anything you wanted and i walked in like this is heaven <laughs> and then yeah, the especially people with somebody were like great. you yeah and yeah. yeah the people were awesome they were so welcoming mcr is one of the greatest people like groups of people they always want to include people and in anything that they're doing mm-hmm. um huge on food um you can trap me in anything just by being like, hey, here's a hot dog. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, they, they're they always just so helpful with trying to get people in and doing whatever. Um, so like riding the, with them were great. And like you had those few people, like they don't leave Detroit. They live in Detroit. They ride their bicycles if they're not riding their mopeds. They know every single back street. And those were the guys leading the rides in the middle of the night, which thank God, because I know routes through Detroit now, but during the day, I don't recall I'm going down the streets because I only know how they look at night. I'm like, oh, that light over there, we got to turn and like avoid this pothole. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Yeah, it took a while actually for me to ride a bike because I would, like I didn't have one myself and I was nervous about like maybe damaging someone else's property. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever rode, I believe it was a guns event, like one of their last ones in Ann Arbor. Okay. They're like, Oh yeah, come to the warehouse. And like, I met up the guy had his little dirt bike thing so that I could ride on the back. And I was like, okay, no problem. And then one of the old MCR guys, he had one more moped in his truck. And he just oh. looks at me and he's like, Sarah, you, you want to ride? I'm like, oh, I am. And he goes, no, but like, I got a spare bike. I'm like, okay, I guess we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And he like showed me how to start it. And he's like, you know, just try to lean a little, just like go up and down the road a couple of times and then we'll leave. Okay. I get to the end of the block. I turn around, like go to turn around and it dies. And I'm saying, I'm like, okay, I don't know this bike. Um, I did everything he kept telling me to do. He's like, flip this, kick this. I'm like, okay. Um, they didn't tell me that there was a thing called a petcock. Oh, I was going to guess. I'm like, yeah, the fucker didn't turn the petcock on, did he? Yeah. yeah. And like, after 10 minutes, they send someone down and like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know what's going on with this thing. Like, I don't know jack about actually how this thing works yeah and we're looking it over he's like oh the gas isn't on i'm like i didn't know you turned it off like why would you but okay yeah and as soon as we turn around and go back they're like okay we're going like wait i went like 20 feet on this thing (laughs) (laughs) i I need more practice routes (laughs) it started getting dark and i'm like you know what just stay in the middle stay in the middle you'll be fine and um I oh, Lord, that's so, usually where the 
freaking mad where the anarchy is happening is in the middle like i love to stay in the back or the front like the fuck the middle but whatever well, that's like, me i didn't know where we were going i've never <laughs> rode before i'm like don't stay in front you're gonna kill someone i'm like don't go in back because you're gonna lose them so i'm like mm-hmm. you're staying in the middle and i knew nothing about leaning i was turning with just like moving the handlebars like it was horrible i'm like i'm gonna die i'm gonna die i'm gonna die and then i saw this shiny thing i'm like what's the shiny thing and then i realized the shiny thing was coming at me oh shit it was someone's pipe that fell off and it bounced in the road and got stuck in the moped between my leg and the bike oh and i got a pipe burn from someone else's pipe (laughs) that fell off and like we rounded the corner and there's the person like i guess your pipes back there because like he was dead i'm like okay and i'm like just keep going just keep going and we made it through and everyone came up to me like oh you did good i'm like i am absolutely terrified i'm like how did i make sarah's like just numb from anxiety (laughs) stressed out the whole time like i had 17 strokes (laughs) this is my face now and then they're like well uh, are you you're still gonna ride with us yeah right i'm like yeah so when can i get a moped <laughs> <laughs> what was the first what was that moped that you were riding that night though um it was a top tank targa okay i believe black it was uh nick myers bike you know what i hate to admit this i hate to admit this you love Tomo, but no I won't own Tomos by any means. No, I'll own one in some time. But like Jake Kane brought up the fact a couple weeks ago to me. He goes, Tomos are the fastest stock bike. Are he what do you yeah. how do you say it? They're like the best stock bike. And I really got to thinking about it like fuck, they are. Like they like, I mean, I'm a Honda guy through and through, but like fuck, Tomos, like, cause they're 3540 right out the box. Oh yeah. And, and, and then you put a pipe on it and it's like five more. You're yeah, fine. Well, then it's 60 mile an hour. Everybody knows that. Like you, <laughs> you, you throw that by turbo on you're fucking blazing, but no, like they, they are fucking good bikes. Like I, and I don't hate to admit it. Tomos are rad. Like I'm not a top tank guy, but like the targas are cool. I mean, it's a toy motorcycle. So what do you, yeah. Yeah. Um, like the top tanks, I like to like hold the tank with my knees and feel like I'm on my big bike. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right on, right on. So you wanted to get a moped right away. Um, how, I who, did. How, how did you go about that? Then? Well, it took a while cause I didn't know what I wanted mm. and like looking at everyone's bikes, they finally got a building MCR did and Rodney and Robert those were my two go-tos for loners. They would let me ride either. Ronnie had this beautiful, like army green top tank Tomos. Mm-hmm. And that was like the main loner. And then Robert had a Murray and he even let me borrow that to go down to NOLA once. Um, oh, wow. And I do not recommend riding on those cobble streets down there. Um <laughs> I'm so but, tempted to go. Are you going to the Smog Squad mono thing? When is it? Halloween weekend. Oh, no. We have like the next three weekends all booked with Zero's events. 
Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I really wanted a bike. I didn't know what I wanted. And at the time, the guy I worked with, he had a top tank Tomos and he was like teaching me how to actually ride down the back roads of Royal Oak. Um, I totally ran the bike into the front of my car. That was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, when you forget that the throttle sticks on bikes and they die and you go to kick them over, they just go straight. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they do. My very first, first moped was actually um, a Gorelli from okay. Andy. Imagine that. <laughs> um, his dad used it up at the cabin, apparently, for a while. And when I got it to Detroit, I love my husband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he tuned it for the air leaks, but didn't tell anyone. So it was making these noises. And MCR is like, oh, I shouldn't be making those noises. So several people were helping me. Uh, like we kept switching out all these things and we just could not get this bike running. And I was like, I hate this bike. I hate it so much. And then um, I believe it was Samuel, um, Alex, he found um, Tom, my Tomos. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm really good with names. Yeah. Um, he... Real stretch there on that creativity, too. Yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, well, it says Tom on the side of his tank instead of Tomos. I painted that on there. Okay. But it came all black, completely stock. I never rebuilt the engine. Um, didn't change out the, anything, really, except for we put a pipe on it. And then because I knew I was going to be riding it in Detroit and the potholes and at the time we also had to look out for the manhole covers because people were stealing them and selling them to the scrapyards. yeah so like that eats your whole tire <laughs> yeah that eats your whole bike yeah yeah so i put on mag the magnum um forks on the front with their shocks and then i bought air shocks and put them on the back oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah, um, those things have handled people like over 300 pounds riding on my bike. If something oh. goes wrong, we need a loaner, they go on top. <laughs> um, and then here I was like, at the time, like 110 pounds. I'm like, I need air shocks. Like, no, no, I didn't. But still, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I got that bike and it kind of made some noise pretty quiet but the more I wrote it the more little bit noise I made I was like oh it's fine it's fine and then that had been like 2012 I got that bike and shortly after I moved to Toledo okay it exploded oh <laughs> um we were doing a ride we were meeting with Dayton actually so we went down and they went up and we camped at this campsite and we made it maybe an hour out. Not even, I think. And it was making these God awful noises. It got worse and worse. I'm like, I don't think this bike's going to make it. And then it made this catastrophic noise. And I'm like, um, Andy, it's not moving. <laughs> <laughs> Our chase wasn't following us. They were just meeting us there. So like tom is the love of my life moped 
<laughs> we had to just chain him to a telephone pole in the middle of nowhere you know and try it's... to hide his rainbow flag on the back <laughs> and then we picked him up the next morning and like the relief of like going over the hill and just seeing the little rainbow flag floating like yeah he's there. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah so um andy tried assisting he because like I work up in Dearborn now, so having the free time like he has isn't the greatest when I'm driving two to three hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so he tried rebuilding that engine and keeping the kickstart because I love kickstarts. Okay. Everything in that whole bike was so warped. I think he went through like three, four different engines. He's like, honey, I can't save it for you. So now <laughs> I have a normal pedal start on um, on Tom. Oh, <laughs> that's a, that, that that makes me happy. Um, you talked, you kind of, you talked about New Orleans. You talked about like going to Detroit and stuff like that. But like for you as a young person in the moped community, what was it? And it's weird because like you guys are like right across the road from Ohio, but like. When was the first time you like went a long distance for like another moped rally, like more than four or five hours? Um, I mean, like getting away from Ohio Midwest area. There's just so many places. Uh, I know. Like, yeah, you guys are like in the center of it. Like, and I get that. Like <laughs> you can go anywhere in like a four hour radius and hit like 20 moped groups. It's great. Yeah. Um, I think because Michigan needs one more fucking moped group chimp bastards. Right. <laughs> I want to say Nola was the first one that was a long trip. Okay. And there were two cars from Detroit that went down. I think one from Ipsy or something. Um, I was in the truck with Andrew Ermans, Robert. I don't know if you know Andrew Ermans. He's an OG MCR member. He's out in California, I think now. Um, Robert from MCR and then Mark Reitman, who was MCR as well, and went down there, got an Airbnb, rode all over NOLA. Andy says he finishes, but he broke off from the group to try to help someone who broke down. And the only people from the Detroit area that made it through the ride was myself and Megan Miller. (laughs) So we were so excited. We're like, we made it. And like, I felt really bad because I'm like, I think we have to redo Robert's um, Murray had spoke wheels. And we, I think we had to redo those when we got back just because those roads just tore up his bike. And I'm like, Oh, this is fine. None of you guys that live down here have spokes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's similar reason why I'm not going as well. Cause like all my hobbits right now are set up with Camino mags. I'm like, Nope, not. I mean, granted the Camino mag is a thicker mag that I've seen a lot of them. Like, anyways like they're they're a thicker mag than most for some reason it's the weird idiosyncrasy shit of hobbits um what was the first time you really experienced that smile ride or that like as i tell people like that touching that like touching that sky like where everything's fucking perfect and you're riding mopeds like do you remember that like well i mean i had some of that when i was learning after my first ride um (laughs) Well, that was actually one of the moments I would say, because like, I was absolutely petrified. I'm like, I need to do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so there's that riding around um, Royal Oak up in Michigan. We just stayed on little side streets. We didn't go fast or anything. So I would have to say it was probably my first actual ride on Rodney's bike, not in Detroit. Um, We went down to Kentucky. I believe that falls underneath the four hour radius. Um, Whatever. Yeah. It's close. Um, We went down to Whiskey Business. It was either six or seven. Um, And he's like, yeah, take my Tomos. And just like riding around in the hills down there and actually riding with more than like 10 people at the time with MCR. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh my God, like this is like actual moped rallies. And this is amazing. Like just going as fast as you can. And the hills were great. Their one hill was not great. The one where they're like having people telling you to slow down. I'm like, I have both brakes on and my feet are on the ground and I'm still accelerating. And there's uh, a at the bottom of the hill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that rally all around was like one of the greatest rallies, one of the greatest rides for me. And that's when I got my moped dad. So that was great. <laughs> um, Want to explain that a little bit for the folks? So, I mean, I was hanging out with MCR. Like we did a few things with like no-nos and going to Kentucky and we were hanging out around the bonfire. And one of the guys is like, so Sarah, um, what's it like, you know, rallying with your dad and i'm like what 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 do you mean my dad he's like well isn't rodney your dad <laughs> he's, they're like he's always letting you ride his bike and like you guys are always hanging out and talking together i figured like that might be your dad i'm like no but now he is <laughs> now he is <laughs> so now we we joke quite often that i'm his moped daughter and he's my moped dad and we like to take selfies together when we're around each other that's awesome that makes me happy um you brought and i'm guessing this happened early on like when did you meet andy um not too long after mcr started i mean he was there pretty much at the beginning of mcr and when i first met him like that guy's an asshole (laughs) (laughs) i'm like he he's funny but like i don't know about this one and then I married him. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, you got that like inquisitive smile you get that I I like. Um, so yeah, then then you just yeah, it just so, it just all happened that quick, people. Just bam, marriage. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, well, what what kind of happened is the guy I worked with. We were kind of seeing each other, and then not seeing each other. And I happened to go to Louisville. I don't know if you know Kurt in Louisville. Um, he owns this field and he does shrubberies. Okay. And he has this tiny little like getaway cabin thing that he built out there. And he's got this creek or crick. If you talk to Kurt, it's a crick. Um, <laughs> and they invited me to come down. And this was shortly after... I started going to moped rallies on my own and not Mm -hmm. with another person. Um, And I was like, great. Yeah, sure. And one of my other coworkers were like, Hey, I want to come down too. I'm like, okay. And he met me down there later, but 
I had to pick up a motorcycle. I was doing like bringing other people's bikes. So I went by myself in my station wagon with a trailer full of bikes and my tire broke. (laughs) It was probably about one o'clock in the morning. I'm in the middle of the hills of Kentucky hardly any cell phone service and i get this this is not where murder this is not like banjos are playing or anything like that like right and i get this (laughs) (laughs) that's one of my thought processes i'm like i'm in the middle of nowhere absolutely nowhere and i get this call from this number i don't know so i answer it and it's andy he's like you should have been here a few hours ago are you okay i'm like i can hardly hear you but is apparently kurt's cell phone's the only one that has cell phone service <laughs> and i'm like i'm currently changing my tire like i got a flat i'll be there soon and i get down there and i set up my tent and everything and a very drunk andy she's <laughs> like so you uh want to go I think it was something like go back to the future, go back in time. I don't know. <laughs> he had this tiny, like one person tent that was just shiny. Like it just looked like a spaceship. And I was just like, okay. uh, no. <laughs> 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 and then, um, oh, that was like the one of the great weekends and like one of the most beautiful places to ride. I don't recommend a kickstart bike when you start at the bottom of a hill and have to go up like immediately um yeah the hills of kentucky you're basically walking your bike if you don't have momentum enough it was great um (laughs) and then the next weekend i started seeing andy (laughs) oh yeah um it actually was kind of a shock for a lot of people because like i was going down to toledo often because i lived like an hour north of detroit so i was driving down to toledo the only people that really knew were the zeros at the time. I'm like, Holly and Alex and MCR, and then Alex Grow. <laughs> <laughs> so no one really knew for like six months that we were seeing each other. And then it was just like, okay, well, I guess we'll make it Facebook official. And, oh, shit. Um, Shortly after that, I actually moved down to Toledo, moved in with him. But like when we made a Facebook official, it was like shit hit the fan. Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? No, what happened? And I was just like, oh, this is this happened a while ago, guys. <laughs> yeah, this is old news. Like it was Tuesday. Update my status. Leave me the fuck alone. Like whatever. Yeah. And then like a lot of people. Look at you in love like... person. You're fucking still <laughs> giddy over this boy. And you should be, because he's an adorable a librarian. So right. Yes. He just got uh I know he changed job jobs, position. but he'll always be a librarian to me because that's well, that's like the easiest way to explain part. circulation. But now he is a librarian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, so like that was like the beginning of it. I think. <laughs> One of the nights, Alex Groh came into town. He spent um, with Holly and Alex in Detroit. And they're like, hey, you guys should come hang out. So it was just the five of us. Mm-hmm. And we were like bar hopping. And then we went back to Holly and Alex's house. And she was making these pomegranate vodka something drinks. No, soju. It was soju and pomegranate juice. 
Mm-hmm. And I was just super drunk and we were dancing in the middle of the street in the rain. It was to K-pop, obviously. Obviously. Uh, that's the old, yeah, yeah. yeah. If it wasn't going to be K-pop, I was like, I hope it's dubstep, but whatever. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, Alex has a good repertoire of K-pop on his phone. Yeah. But yeah, that's what, uh, yeah. that's how they knew <laughs> that we were dating. <laughs> was because I was super drunk. And be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, that, that yeah, makes me happy. And then the wedding, like half the people at the wedding were moped people. I and, love the like, story. Do you? I heard Andy's side of it. I want to hear your side of the proposal. Like I heard about, like, oh, I was so pissed. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. One of the other girls, she came up early with me because it's New Year's. We do a lot of most years, actually. We go up north to our cabins in Gaylord and we can get like three to maybe 10 more people that come with us. And depending on one, I mean, we could be up there for 10 days and people are only up there with us for like three days, whatever. Well, one of the people that got up early with me, she got sick, super, super sick. And like the next day I was sick and just throwing up nonstop. And Mm -hmm. it was literally New Year's. And they're like, come on, Sarah, let's go. And we happened to get like 30 people up north. And I just thought it was a good year. I'm like, yeah, we got all our friends up here. This is great. It took forever, but everyone's here. And then I got sick. And I'm like, just go without me. I'll be fine. He's like, no, you're going. I'm like, no, I don't want to go. And like actively throwing up. He's like, no, you're going. I'm like, fine. So throwing up person drove the van full of people. Um, (laughs) We went to treetops like we normally do to watch the fireworks. And I'm just like kind of trying to eat, but then also going and throwing up in the bathroom. Um, And all these people are like going to the bar and wrapped around Andy. I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to try to sit here and eat my soup, whatever. Hating everything. Yeah. (laughs) Trying not to be too awful but i'm just like i hate the world yeah uh, <laughs> you're, you got the goddamn flu like you're not gonna be a pleasant person to be around i'm the worst person to be around when i'm i'm not that good to be around normally but then you get me sick i'm fucking like a three-year-old kid i'm just whiny and crabby yeah that that was me and then they're like oh the fireworks are starting soon let's go outside i'm like how about we just like stay inside and just look out the window and you didn't just give like, a shit about fireworks at that point <laughs> no like there's this beautiful like huge balcony and like they shoot them down at the bottom of the hill so they're exploding like just above us it's absolutely gorgeous but i'm like yeah mm-hmm. i'm staying here and andy is just like trying to tug me outside i'm like no i'm like fine at least let me put my gloves off first he's like just put your hands in your pocket so like i'm outside up against the railing i probably threw up like 10 minutes earlier yeah my hands are freezing in my pockets and I'm all kinds of pissed that I'm like, I just want to put my clothes on. And then Andy starts tugging at my arm. I'm like, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally I turn around and there's like 30 of our friends. Andy's family is out there because they always go up to the cabin. Mm -hmm. And then like all these strangers are just staring at me and everyone has their phones out. And there's fireworks going on behind me. And Andy's telling me this gorgeous thing that like, I'm just kind of confused about everything going on. And I'm just yeah. like, what? 
And then he's like, pulls out the ring. I'm just like, I hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I said yes. Um, and then was it because you just want to get back to bed really bad? Do you figure that end it quicker? No, no, because <laughs> I knew there were still drinks to be had before we left treetops. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like it doesn't stop right after the fireworks. You got to let let the drunk dads fight that's always yep. the greatest is the oh, drunk dads fighting um and that then, homecoming game in 1993 man they really fucked that up yeah it was basically <laughs> while they get into fights about i'm like yeah. okay this is entertainment let's watch this let the drunk people leave and then we leave um so i was super excited super surprised because like i pegged andy as one of those people of like maybe five to eight years in a relationship proposing it was like a year and a half yeah <laughs> so Good like room. i was not expecting anything and i was like so happy and like i called my parents and i called my aunt who's basically my big sister and like she's bawling her eyes out and then we just look at each other and i'm like well that i get sick in the bathroom again it's great yeah. i was like sick all night um <laughs> and finally we leave i'm driving because like obviously i'm sober um <laughs> and, and if you weren't sober you puked enough to be sober so yeah yeah um <laughs> and then we just look at each other and we're like we need to call phil perry um <laughs> I, I i you met phil he was on the camping yep. trip yep um he's an ordained yes, person of course he is yeah um that was a fun fun thing all together with that whole thing so we called phil immediately like it was mom and dad basically sister aunt and then phil perry mm-hmm. and we're no questions asked we're like phil uh yeah we need you to marry us so yeah. when the time comes you have to be available <laughs> <laughs> and he's like okay no problem um and that was hilarious altogether because andy messed up the paperwork good for andy uh, yeah yeah he didn't want to go up to port huron um which is like another hour north of my hometown Mm -hmm. um because i was still registered in michigan so we could go there get a michigan um wedding license thing and then we could get married in michigan no problem because we knew we wanted to get married up in Gaylord. yeah no he had to do ohio which was fine because they still allowed us to get married in michigan but we had to be by an ohio licensed person now yeah (laughs) now phil is only licensed in michigan Uh, and then our backup guy who was going to sign is ohio only (laughs) (laughs) and no not ohio he let his license lapse yeah oh well yeah so this is a domino effect of really great so we got married (laughs) a a while later at the courthouse and none of my family knows so they might find out (laughs) (laughs) i think the words out the four people of them might listen to this like yeah (laughs) yeah no like andy's family knew because it was like the huge joke whenever we would go there his family just be on him are you guys married yet are you guys legally married yet and like <laughs> i still count the day we got married as the day we got married yeah um but like if we have to fill up paperwork it's a little bit later yeah <laughs> and that hilarious. was great because it's like not even planned either andy's work got shut down for the day because so- of a pipe burst or something i don't know and he just looks at me and he's like so you want to go to the courthouse We're like yeah sure so- <laughs> 
<laughs> I never took my winter jacket off. Andy's in like <laughs> shorts cut off with paint on them, and he's in a ruffians t-shirt that has a stripper on a stripper pole down the middle of the shirt yep i've seen the Uh, shirt yeah not on any per se but i've seen the shirt it's fucking great yeah he was wearing that and we went and got married the lady it was great because like well you can have the governor mayor whatever that person is yeah they can you know marry you or you can go to the lady in the hallway we're like lady in the hallway sheep let's do lady in the hallway yeah and then she was asking like all these questions like you just want to do like a quick thing i'm like we already had the big one she's like oh really and we told her all about the wedding and by the time we were done she was bawling she's like you guys are just the best i'm like (laughs) did you ask her to be your grandma then because she would have been i'm guessing oh she would have been but Yeah. yeah no she just Signed the paper, and then we immediately went to Andy's grandparents' house and showed them the paper, like, here. And we took <laughs> Stop photos. giving a shit at family events. Yeah, we uh, took photos, and he had to cover his shirt with the paper because his grandma was mad he got married with a stripper pole. <laughs> As grandma should have been mad. I hope she grabbed him by the ear or the cheek or grandma something. Grandma is, like, the best lady on the planet. She has the style of a 20 year old and the life of a 20 year old and she's like 70 or maybe close to 80 i don't know she's the most youthful like you look at her and you're like you're gonna be my best friend not my grandma type of person so yeah yeah. she's great and yeah that's awesome so want to talk about like your process is becoming a zero like obviously like was it just like you're zero now like or did they actually make you do the prospect thing so that was an odd one for the zeros um for a hot minute the zeros went down to like basically andy and cody and cody was out of state because everyone's life's changed course and everything we have the og retirees which will always be zeros um but for a while, it was kind of just Andy in Toledo. So that's why he was up in Detroit a lot. And he became a member of MCR. Mm-hmm. Um, and then slowly, Toledo rebuilt um, in numbers. So it got a little bit more. But it was one of those things of like, I rode with MCR. I love MCR. MCR will always be like the most special place in my heart. Um, I was never a member of MCR. Mm-hmm when I always wanted to be because they are just absolutely amazing um when I started coming down here to Toledo a lot and even after moving in I was like okay I would love to be a zero like these are my family they're constantly over at our house at the time we were like the zero's compound house um we had Matt and his girlfriend now wife downstairs in one room Elliot and at the time he was dating Molly was down in the other room we were upstairs and like Meg and Jared were always at our house anyway so like literally we were the zeros house so Mm -hmm. we were like one big family and I was just like I would love to be a zero but I feel like it's inappropriate for me to ask to be a zero Mm -hmm. like I don't know I hear what you're saying like yeah uh... And then Andy, he also wanted me to be a zero, but he also was just like, I don't want to be that guy, like, you know, either. 
And it wasn't until the other zeros came to Andy and was just like, so we want to make Ma zero. Are you okay with that? And then they didn't say anything to me, but they had like this secret prospecting period where, (laughs) where I was a prospect to them, but they never told me I was a prospect. And then we had a rally where the main spot was our house where people were camping at or sleeping at. Mm-hmm. And at the rally, I love my Meg, my Megaboo. She was supposed to give like the speech and then just like make me a member. But my Megan loves to cry when she gets happy. Oh. <laughs> she has the best ugly cry ever. If you <laughs> ever want to see her ugly Does cry. Does snot come down the nose and everything or... Um, not too much there, okay. but like, it, it's beautiful. I have a picture of her ugly cry for my wedding. It will forever be my most favorite picture of my wedding. Um, but yeah, she went to give a speech and she just broke down crying. I'm like, Meg, are you okay? Like, are you dying? What's going on? Here? Yeah, yeah. And like, I was helping out, obviously, I mean, it's at my house and like, I'm always going to help the zeros no matter what. So mm-hmm. like, I'm running, taking care of things. I'm doing the best thing. And all I hear from Meg is just like family and ma and zeros. And I'm just like, are you okay, Meg? Like, I don't, you didn't break down at the last rally. And that's when all of a sudden Andy just took over and was just like, so Sarah, we want you to be a zero. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's what Megan was saying. And that's uh, what okay. Yeah. And then they gave me a, a big bottle of champagne or cider, one of the two. I don't know. Cause like the zeros, they tend to, when you become a prospect, a beer gets put to the side, usually like a beast ice or PBR or something Mm -hmm. it gets placed to the side and then when you become a member you drink this beer okay um or a random beer that they found in the shop or nasty Merlot (laughs) no um you know what I I gotta pause you for a second I haven't drank since I was 19 and like I drank some really shitty stuff I never knew of Merlot up until a couple weeks ago like yeah just no 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 just that and then also uh, lsb i love them but they (laughs) sent andy these two like gallon sized things of this coffee liqueur (sighs) i can't even have him open the bottle in the same room as me without like getting instantly reflexes kicking in you're like oh god yeah so like some zeros got initiated with that but it's normally beer and I'm like very allergic to gluten. So they gave me the cider, champagne, whatever it was. And like I yeah. chugged half a bottle of it. Um, nice. It was fine. But then Damon comes running out of the crowd because Damon, he's OG nasty action and one of Andy's very first friends with mopeds. So like these two have been best friends, buddy, buddy. And he knows that on top of chugging this nasty beer that's been sitting for months or even just a random one that you found like three years later, um, (laughs) you get showered in beer. Um, They actually electrocuted one of the guys showering when he had a microphone. Um, It's It's only 110 volts. It just makes you feel alive. Like it's not going to kill you. 
so he comes up with a bottle of beer and he's shaking it and trying to spray me with it he gets like halfway up my leg and andy jumps in between the two of us (laughs) is like no like movie action it was great and he's like sarah's allergic and he's like oh i always forget and he did the same thing (laughs) when we got proposed and at the wedding um i also won a raffle bike at mcr and he did it as well and i'm like damon beer Flapping, yes yeah so because i'm that guy too like i'll forget like a friend or somebody's gluten intolerant and like i'll overcorrect my mistake when it comes to the gluten like oh my god like yeah Yeah. well i mean just going up to we went up to the cabins for the week and a half we did a camping trip and the zeros Mm -hmm. came up and we tried doing some salmon fishing all that we went to the store and even steve's like oh we can't get this bread for sarah it's it's honey bread and Andy just looked at him like, well, she can't have the bread to be good with Steve. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I definitely would have killed Sarah. <laughs> definitely would have killed <laughs> But that's yeah, that's how I got in with the zeros. Um, and like at the time we were at the OG shop, it was like a three car little garage that mm-hmm. Andy's dad owned the property of. So we rented it from him. And I just looked around and I, when I first started dating Andy, we had the spare bedroom that had like seven mopeds in it and then the ones at the shop and slowly we just kept getting more mopeds between the two of us and then we're like we don't have space for mopeds anymore um (laughs) and then we were getting more members in the group and then that's how we got over to the south shop and then we went to the beale shop and now we bought our own shop so Mm -hmm. no worries with that anymore yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure you guys can find a way to fill that up because when I was there, like you guys were still kind of getting settled in and like, yeah, it was, it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty filled up then. Um, <clears throat> well, we actually already took one of the side rooms that we said, no mopeds are going to go in there. Now there's a shelf and like two shelving things of mopeds. Of course it is. Of yeah. Course. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find room. Yeah. But, um, yeah yeah that's uh, makes me smile just think about it. you guys have a really awesome thing going there um when was there a point you were ready to quit mopeds uh, i don't think there really was a moment i mean even when always... you couldn't figure out an issue with the bike like you had to walk away for a day or two like do you remember that first time or like this is dumb i quit not really, no. <laughs> you fucking rocks are whole. It's like I got a cough. <laughs> wow, edit that out. Maybe, I mean, maybe not. I've gotten really lazy with editing. I'm one of those people that like. I oh, you're up, determined as fuck. I can tell you that. Like, yeah, just me. Like, if you tell me I can't do something, I'm gonna keep doing it till I can. First of all, yeah. second of all, like I told you, my dad, he's not gonna come save you. You have yeah. to rig it up and take it home. Yeah. So like. I've done so many weird things, but then once I moved out of the house, um, the very first time I moved onto campus, I was like halfway through my junior year. I'm in this tiny Ford Festiva, if you know what that is. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. And like, I just met my first friend at college 
and he invited me to come over and like meet the family and like have dinner he's like yeah you're new and like he was homeschooled before this as well so like he didn't have any friends we're like let's be friends yeah um (laughs) yeah he invited me over and like it just had this winter storm and I was trying to use google to get to his house and my phone was starting to die and my muffler broke off at the front of where it connects to the engine oh wow and there you can unbolt it into two sections that was rusted and you Mm -hmm. can't get it off without getting it over the axle yeah it was stupid um so here i was in a town i didn't know in a place that google kind of took me to my phone (laughs) died because i was using as a flashlight um I was in some empty parking lot trying to use my jack on an iced parking lot. It was great. Yeah. I rigged up my car with a scarf and my belt going through my window and I held it up while driving a stick shift and managed (laughs) to get myself back to campus. And I'm like, all I need is, you know, a wire coat hanger. I got that. And I'm like, I know that there's the, uh, formula essay shop I'm like I can go there they have tools I yeah. got this and I just call my parents and like just after my phone recharged and like just so you know I'm okay this is what mm-hmm. happened and at five o'clock in the morning the next morning I'm on the ground floor next to the exit I hear this pounding on my window and I was petrified yeah and after a while, I kind of got used to it because, like, when the drunk people couldn't get the door to open, they would just knock on the closest window, which, yeah. Um, but it's my parents. <laughs> and they're two tiny, very barking dogs <laughs> at five <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Keep in mind, my friends, my roommates, I had three roommates at the time. I didn't get to choose. So, like, I'm not just met these people. Um, they went to bed at like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just in there like, what, what are you guys doing? And then of course they come in with their dogs and you're of not allowed to have animals. Yeah. You want to die of embarrassment at this point. Yeah. And they're barking so loud, like the entire floor gets woken up because they're hearing it through the hallway. Oh, I'm just like, Christ. oh dear Lord. And my mom, I love my mom. I love my parents. She's like, yeah. oh, your dad just wanted to come over and make sure car was okay. And I'm like at 530 in the morning though. <laughs> Yeah. And there's my dad in the parking lot and he brought like all the tools, not just like a wire hanger. Mm-hmm. And he fixed my car for me. And he's and they're like, okay, we'll see you this weekend. And then they just took off. <laughs> and my Christ. roommates were so mad at me. But like that's what I grew up with. Like you yeah. bring it up, you get it home. It wasn't until then my dad would come out, you know. And it's just like it, what it was with mopeds. You figure out a way to make it work and you just keep going. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> And then like I, we reached a point where we had so many mopeds, we would go to moped rallies. And I'm like, ride it till it dies. If it dies, mm-hmm. whatever. I have backup mopeds. I don't have to worry about not being able to ride. It's okay. Mm-hmm. There's just the one I did not do that with. Um, it was the Atlanta ride um we went down to Atlanta one of the greatest and most terrifying rides are the rides with 
the uh, Atlanta crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've I've been to the ATL a few times and like not not yeah. moped related. But oh fuck, that town oh. riding mopeds in and like just the shit I hear about the swoops, like rad guys. I've met them here or there, but like I love them. I c- They're so great. That should be the goal of every moped club is to not like endanger people, but to fuck with people on their rides. Oh yeah. Like that's that's definitely how it was. Um a lot of people got down into the train tracks. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but there's the train tracks that run in the road. And then they go back and forth between the lanes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of have to hit them at an angle. If you don't hit them at a good enough angle, your tire fits perfectly into that hole. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of times Andy's just, like, rolling up on people that fell down. He's just grabbing by the shirt and picking them back up with their bikes. And then we just <laughs> kept going. Um, we were doing really good. And then I knew on this bike, Andy just won... It was like Germany or someplace in Europe, um, eBay, that he won this like extremely rare part for his bike. I think it was the cylinder or something. Mm-hmm. And it was on this bike. I'm like, okay, my pipe just broke. We kind of kind of did something. I'm like, if it was my bike, I would just, you know, hold the pipe on with my foot and keep riding till the dies. But Andy would get really mad if I killed the cylinder on him. Yeah. So yeah that's the one where he stopped to try to help me and we got away from the group and there's like five of us total that were broken down this one section and we called chase they had room for the bikes but not the people and we ordered like an xl uber but Mm -hmm. just a normal car came and we were trying to like yeah we were trying to figure out like well i guess we'll get a second uber and oh i think it was charlie buzzard i don't know i can't remember now um the they were like don't worry i'll just get a car by our, by myself it's fine we're like no 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 like we'll just do like two and three or something He's like, no no just go just you know give me a give me the helmets i'll put them in the trunk we're like okay if you're fine with it he's like yeah no problem and then all of a sudden we're all inside the uber and it's moving and we get these notifications on our phone and we're like we pull up he's live streaming from the trunk of the uber he put oh, himself God. in the trunk and was like live streaming it the entire way <laughs> to the checkpoint. And then, because we're all seeing this, we're trying not to bust out laughing or cause too much noise for him, like the driver, to realize. Yeah. And then the driver's like, oh, let me go get your guys' helmets out of the back. When we stopped, we're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we just got the truck. We'll get him. That's and some gangster like, ass shit. I love out. it. Like, yeah. that's fucking, I've never heard that story before. Like, some yeah. of the big stories you always hear cycled around. Um, do you you've done Baker's Dozen, haven't you? I did or when it was called Pinball. It was okay. Pinball 2, and I just drove Chase, but still it was intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Want to talk about your little experience with that? Because yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Um, our team consisted of Samuel, Holly, and Robert from Detroit riding. Mm-hmm. They all had matching bikes engine wise so that yep. they can just like interchange parts. And we actually left Detroit, went to Chicago to pick up um, Alex Grow and Robert from the Chicago rally and then continued to Minneapolis. Um, that one went from Minneapolis down to NOLA. Uh-huh. The first night we went out riding for 
dinner and all that stuff after we got to campsite. Only people at this entire campsite. And somehow my pants got stolen while they were drying out on the car. (laughs) So either A, some random person walked into camp, just grabbed my pants and left. Or you can't someone... trust people on that side. See, I live on the right side of the river. That's the that's the Minneapolis side of the river. You can't trust people yeah. there. Fucking either that or savages. someone from Pinball Two secretly has my pants. Savages. One of the two. Savage. <laughs> They're my favorite pants too. Yeah, um, yeah. The first night was the longest night. I think we got in at like four o'clock in the morning. We were prepared, but not fully prepared. I think one of the bikes got tinkered with the night before, like just trying to, you know, make it perfect. But then it went to go up of like 35 or something. Uh, um, so it's really slow. Alex Gro and I were doing chase, swapping back and forth, um, telling you one thing, having allergies and riding that route, living out dude. of gas stations. But I ate a lot of popcorn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, if you uh, have if you have allergies and you're coming to the Midwest, especially Minnesota, yeah. fucking Claritin D twenty four hour is your friend. Like I yeah. can't. The older <laughs> I get, the fucking worse allergies I get. Like I eat that shit like Tic Tacs now. Yeah, so it wasn't the greatest food wise, but like the first night we get got in at like four, and we're like reading the chat groups, and some people were kind of worried because apparently there was gunshots like close to the check-in sleeping point oh wow where was that like um i don't know i can find my shirt and i can tell you Eh, um okay yeah and us coming from detroit we're like oh okay well then that's probably the safest spot and i was like (laughs) are you kidding me like well if the cops are coming to the shooting location no one else is going to be shooting around there like they're gonna go so we didn't think anything of it and we were like some of the last to come in Mm. and so we had to sleep in the parking lot instead of in the building there was enough room and it's like gravel parking lot there's some factory running non-stop in the background there's a train that goes through and we slept like babies and everyone else just like i don't know how you slept through that like detroit yeah (laughs) we got this yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah and it was just like the greatest trip it was like my first big adventure i mean yeah Mm -hmm. we went down to nola and everything but like this was a totally different i i mean yeah i've never done but i don't think you could ever truly encapsulate what that excursion was like well andy just did the bakers that went from like detroit out to maine and with him, his long days were like a hundred something miles. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that was our shortest day. Our longest mm-hmm. day was like 400 miles for this trip. Um, I slept in backyards. We slept at the um, motorcycle clubhouse. Um, people's living room floors. There's one night we had a hotel room because um, there wasn't a group in between that could host mm-hmm. us. Um so that was just like all around crazy. Um, I remember saving Alex. Um, one of the bikes broke down on this little backcountry road. There was this cool, like, abandoned house off to the side, and we went and checked that out. And while they were fixing the bikes, me and Alex were just playing frisbee because, you know, what else is there to do out there? Exactly. And our frisbee 
went <laughs> over a fence into someone's pasture and he's oh. like oh, i'm just gonna jump the fence and go grab them like that's how you get shot out in the country you don't do that yeah i was gonna say you don't like, fuck around with the, yeah no yeah and he's just like what are you talking about i'm like we're gonna go up to that house up there we're gonna ask permission he's like oh no that's how no 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 so I, i'm assuming you met alex yeah tall I'm, dude yep tall big broad and he was hiding behind me (laughs) (laughs) like i had a knock on the door and i explained to the farmer i'm like it's an old time farmer out in the middle of nowhere he has a shotgun at his front door yeah and he's just like oh yeah it's good that you came up here i was wondering what you people were doing i'm like oh we're just doing a moped race and our bike broke down he's like yeah i'll walk you out to the pasture like he walked us out there it was super nice and i was just like i thought we were gonna get shot like no doing this is how you don't get shot in the country exactly (laughs) exactly yeah because especially if they have animals like they're oh yeah they had a like I think they bred beagles or something because there's a whole bunch of beagles off to the side. And <laughs> um, they were just enough. going off the whole time as well. And I was just like, I'm sorry, we're making all this noise. That's so awesome. Beagle, uh, a beagle breeder. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it was great. I thought Bob almost died once, Robert. Um, <laughs> he was doing all the navigation and we got in the right lane try and let cars go by and like cars stopped going by so he saw like this turnout spot off to the left he's like oh we're going to go there stop and like figure out our next path but as he did that while he's looking down to like try to do his thing the same exact time a semi that he couldn't see behind me also went into the left lane oh jesus and he is slowing down to turn left not realizing the semi is behind him and like the semi's blocking his tires, blaring his horn. We're screaming in the car, like blaring our horn. The other two try and get his attention. And then all of a sudden Robert disappears. I'm like, I I think I just watched Robert die. Like, yeah. what, what, huh? And then we're all just like complete panic attack. And the semi just has all this smoke behind him from the tires. And he keeps going and the smoke dissipates. And there's Robert on the shoulder on the other side of the road, like, completely clueless that anything happened and we're all just start screaming at it. yeah jesus christ yeah so like that was the one scary moment um the one happy moment was being in the car and not on a bike was going through this cornfield and then all of a sudden out of the middle of nowhere it was like locusts three or four inch long locusts just bombarding them i mean thousands of them and we just rolled up the windows (laughs) 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 like we're so happy we're not on the bike and like they finally got through this field and all of a sudden they just stopped it was like this one stretch that had all the locusts and holly was just covered in all this like sliminess oh yeah and she vowed to wear the same riding clothes I'm just like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Let's correct that action right there. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, we got down to Nola. It was just a blast. Just being like getting to the finish line with everyone, mm-hmm. and every like night it was like a celebration that we made it. Um, Sabat didn't even make it to the first check-in point. The first night he kept breaking down. He was 
refused to stop. So he was always like a day behind us until we reached NOLA. He got there at the same time as us. And That's so awesome. It was just like this happiness of like your friends are there. We went and um, saved, I believe it was Smithy because her axle snapped and none of the chase were around her. So we broke away from her path. Even the bikers broke away and we went and saved her axle. And then as a thank you, Jenny Ray showed up at our next stop rest point with a box of wine. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the trip home from NOLA was not the greatest. Holly and Alex flew out. Um, the other Alex actually stayed in NOLA for like months, apparently. Um, Alex and then Ramel? Robert, yeah. Is it, I was going to say, is this the trip that like Alex decided to move to New Orleans? Yeah, that, that yeah. was the trip. I, yeah. <laughs> Because, like, I think Mono had the rule after a while, like, you have to leave. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you can't stay here. You we have brought to him. leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Robert and I had the whole drive back. And normally it's, like, 16 hours if you have to stop for gas and all that stuff. Yeah. It, it took us 48 hours, and I had to call my boss two days in a row to tell him I can't come to work. Yeah. 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 Um. Our axle, not the, uh, the wheels, had to be greased every so many thousand miles, and we oh, were borrowing Andy's trailer. Okay. And he only told Robert this. This is this is key point. He only told Robert, so no one in the car knew because Robert never told us, and Andy never told us. So I mean, <laughs> we were, drove from Toledo to Detroit to Chicago. Minneapolis down to New Orleans and then we we're like in the middle of nowhere Alabama yeah and the wheel broke and yeah. we like tried fixing it this one way ended up staying the night at a hotel we went to this gas station and Robert was some guy tried to sell him drugs at the gas station and some Whoa, other guy yeah. tried to pick me up to become a hooker at the gas station. I was going to say, I, were you proposed to be a prostitute at the same gas station? Because that's yeah. our lodgings. Yeah. Yeah. And then we both got in the car. We're like, we need to get out of here. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> and then it catastrophically broke. And yeah. at this time, it was probably like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. It broke. And we're didn't make it much farther than the last time it broke and somehow we found on craigslist this old couple like 45 minutes away were still awake and they had a homemade trailer that they were willing to sell us <laughs> so it's we had mopeds to, i love it yeah we had to abandon our trailer with the mopeds thousands of tools and extra parts we had to abandon it on the side of the road drive all the way out we told the guy where we were at and he's like, go now, like speed, get there and get your trailer if it's still there. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, that's a bad spot. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm in flip flops. And okay. I go out to try to help Robert get everything off the one trailer onto the new trailer. And we had abandoned Andy's like 100 plus year old trailer. It was the cutest little thing. It's now someone's trailer down in Alabama. We had a bandit on the side of the road. Oh, shit happens. We, <laughs> I was trying to help Robert and I walked through a fire hill and my whole 
both my feet were just on fire and then they kept following me of course so yeah you I got the sweet to, blood kid what can you say yeah i had to stay in the car and i couldn't help robert i felt horrible and then we had to stay at a hotel the other night because like after all that we were just exhausted and you guys and, have been on the road for like 10 days 12 days at this point like you're yeah. fucking half delusional anyways and like yeah it was not the time <laughs> to keep driving and we got back to detroit the next day i don't think i've ever been happier to see ohio (laughs) (laughs) said nobody ever until you just did yeah (laughs) yeah and then we got back to detroit and we were unloading things and that's when we found out that this whole box of tools were gone off the trailer that was like thousands of dollars worth of tools and we felt so awful and alex and holly were like no you're fine we understand the situation we're like we, we, we can help and they're like no 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 like you went through this hell you're yeah. fine <laughs> but uh yeah that was my pinball <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking rad um so what are you looking forward to like with the season kind of wrapping up um what's your like 2022 moped plans like are the zeros gonna throw a rally are you just kind of wait and see to what the other moped clubs are doing hoping to throw a rally we're not sure i know right now we have a winter event planned and you should be seeing that pop up a moped army soon once we pick up a name for it it's usually the beginning of february and i think now we're doing like mid-february um secrets coming out right now um it is going to be you know vaccinated people um we we have a few people that are kind of medically issues like me um that like no don't come around me type of thing um so that's kind of the plans we might able to do the rally but like when we host our rallies we go big versus some of the other groups like you might have to go fend for yourself for food once we're normally mm-hmm. providing food we provide all the beer um we have a place for you to stay like we do a whole lot of things that cost a lot of money and a lot of upfront planning like we're planning for like nine months before we have a rally that's uh, um yeah I've, I've been lot. told more than once you guys do it right. Yeah. And like just constantly going through mapping out routes, um, figuring out who is doing what. So everything kind of runs smoothly, backup plans in case like construction or something happens. So it does tend to be a lot. Don't know. Also depends on how all this COVID stuff is um, for the next bit. Personally, for me, I just want to ride. Mm-hmm. I went about a year without riding anything because um, I messed up a foot jumping off a waterfall. Um, mm. Had about nine months of different boots. I had surgery on my foot. Um, and then when I first started riding a little bit, it was um, actually June of this year. Um I started riding on my motorcycle because it's not as vibrating as my mopeds. And I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if my foot could handle that. Um, so I went on like 
two or three rides and then like I messed up my back (laughs) and then couldn't ride again I was like come on and just over this last week I broke my foot and out Wednesday I find out what's going my my good foot um (laughs) so I have a bad foot that I've been using with my crutches so that foot's mad and then I have a broken heel on the other foot so I'm just hoping to ride next season yeah. something anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, so. that's rough that's all i can yeah. say like i i feel like we've all had our injuries but like yeah that that's just a bummer that's it's all like there is. back to back and both times it was like on our long one weekend trip up north and like this time i just fell in a hole on a golf course that was covered in leaves oh. a, dr- a drain hole um I, you know, I'm an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, in the ranking of engineers, we always joke that civil engineers are the worst. Um, <laughs> if there's anything done with roads or something's wrong with the building, like civil engineers. Um, yeah, for some reason, this person thought it'd be a good place to put the drain pipe for the hill halfway out, up the hill instead of at the bottom of the hill. Yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah, and it's like on the backside, so you can't see it when you're coming up to it. And then, obviously, it's a drain, so it eroded around there, and then it's fall, so there's leaves all over it. And I didn't even see it, and I just went down. Oh. Yeah. It was fine. It was, like, almost the last hole, so I'm like, yeah, everyone play your last hole. It's fine. And I chugged an entire bottle of champagne worth of mimosas. Nice. Yeah. I I started a new job recently. I really like it. But like I heard a line I never heard before. Like, you know, they keep on trying to idiot proof things, but they just keep on coming out with a better idiot. Yeah. Yeah. That that was our our thing. And like, I mean, even though like we're not your typical moped group. I mean, a lot of moped groups, I'm sure Andy's told you this they like you meet once a week or Mm -hmm. like you know well let me let me stop you for a second like as an outsider's perspective like i'm that person who like i observe the situation you guys are a family i mean that's like and that it's you guys have a really attractive thing that's going on in toledo um with what you and andy do like because you guys like I don't know the the whole story, but like you guys got that shop. I mean, it grants the zeros, but like somebody had to sign the title. Somebody has to carry the insurance. Yeah. Like yeah. that's a that's a big thing for anybody to do in any type of community. And like just how everybody, how cohesive everything is there. And like yeah, I mean, you might I mean, have been just putting have... on a show because I was in town, but like. Oh, it was no. fucking like I enjoyed everybody a lot, and like Andy is fucking very gracious, and you're really awesome. And like I was, I like to feed people. I like yeah. to make sure people have food. Yeah, no. like I fell in love with all you guys, like fucking great people. Like I can't wait to for a long weekend to get out and see you guys. I might even just fly out for your swap meet just to fucking hang out. I mean we're always happy with people doing that as well we love seeing everyone and like we're always at people's houses you like people don't see on our facebook posts because like 
a lot of people, a lot of groups, they just use what they post on Facebook as their mm -hmm. get-togethers. Us, we have a band chat that if you put down your phone for an hour, there's like between 30 to 100 messages mm -hmm. that you missed. And it's just like, you go to sleep and well, now Jared, um, he just got a job and he's in school. So now he, this is a very recent thing. I think he was in school when um, we did our camping trip, but not his job yet. Mm -hmm. So now we're not getting the messages anymore, but he would stay <laughs> up to like four to seven o'clock in the morning. And then you have Cody who's always like states away and he has odd times and Matt just moved, but he was out in Arizona and he's like a few time zones away. And Brian has um, insomnia, I believe. So like he's up late and like you wake up in the morning and it's just like Jared either talking to himself or like one other person mm. and like, you have 60 <laughs> messages. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's fucking rad. But, but yeah, yeah like that's the stuff people don't see is like, we're always talking. We're always at people's houses. So when we go on trips, like when we went up North, yeah, me and Andy had a few days where we did our own thing, but then the next weekend we had a majority of the zeros up. I mean, mm -hmm. we had Steve up, Reno, Alexis, Meg, and Jared. Um, we have a couple of people that hang out with us, um, Amy and Brent. Um, they come up with us and we had an entire cabin full. And then me and Andy had to stay on the bus with the animals. Um, <laughs> That's how many people came up and we were just, you know, had fun and did not catch a salmon. Andy's dad did. Oh. Yeah. We got up there. And we're like, none of our fishing gear is equipped for this. Like just watching the people wrangle in the fish. We're like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. Um, yeah. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show this week. Like oh, I'm no so glad. I'm so glad you did. I um there's so many moped stories. I'm not gonna lie. There's so many of them. Oh, I'm gonna one of these days, like I'm we still will like, chat. Yes. Um I gotta get out, like I gotta get, get I gotta get back out there. Um just to ride and see you guys. Like you guys like I gotta do like a one of these days I'm gonna do a show with like everybody who I feel like we have more stories to chit chat about and I'm not like I'm I'm in a weird spot in my life right now. We'll say like where I'm I'm going through a lull again with the show. We're like I want to do it. I don't want to do it. I want to do it. I don't want to do it. Like, but I I'm mean, doing it be because like yeah. I have some people tell me like you are my connection to the moped community. I'm like, uh, now I feel pressure, and now like, <laughs> but it's good. It keeps me responsible. But you know, just between starting the new job and like. I'm decided to shed my Rona weight because I actually saw one of Andy's pictures of me with you guys. I'm like, oh. I got fat. And like, I feel you on that. And it's not really the Corona weight. It, the meds for my foot, I've yeah. gained like 50 pounds. Oh. And I just like looking at myself. I'm like, you know, we need to exercise a bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been pretty dedicated the last three weeks. I've lost like 15 pounds but like i've That's cut so carbs bad. well it's... are you doing the keto thing no i'm just yeah. doing my wrestling thing where oh. like when i was a you when i was a wrestler um in my ute i would like cut weight 
big time. And I'm not going like the gnarly ways I do it, did it then, but like I just stopped eating bread for the, I mean, I lied. I cut out 90% of bread in my diet. I eat it at lunch because I still eat a terrible lunch, but like I eat eggs in the morning for scrambled eggs. And then like I'll eat like I go to Costco and get a bag of organic mixed vegetables. And I'll like, this is my health proportion sizes two scoops of that of my hand and i microwave it for two and a half minutes and i have like a fish fillet at night that that and working out see we've been doing the blue apron meal service so how is like Like, i'm really thinking about doing that because i need to do a meal service because it's really good I, i eat like shit i'll be the first one to admit it and like I had a cheat day on Friday. I'm not going to lie. First real cheat day. I had uh, half a pizza, pizza stuff crust. I mean, every once in a while, you got to go with that pizza. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. it's the fucking greatest food ever. Pizza is what I yeah. like. God damn, yeah. it's good. No, Blue Apron is really good. I mean, you don't realize how much you might be overeating just because there's mm-hmm. still food on your plate and you're not really hungry, but you don't want to throw away the food. But with Blue Apron, it's just like, it's the right size. The one thing I have a lot of issues with is it's got a lot of, like, garbage. Like, everything is bagged in a plastic that you have to throw away. Mm. And Megan does HelloFresh. And everything that they get is in some type of a cardboard or recyclable, like, paper bag type of deal. Okay. So hers, she throws away. Um, but HelloFresh doesn't have a lot of gluten-free options. Blue Apron has more, but I'm still having to modify things. So we switch out a lot of things here and there, but like, I'm probably one of the healthiest eaters when it comes to like, I eat a really good meal in the morning. I'm doing like smoothies with all the fruits and veggies type of thing. Bella, the pig has really brought a lot of veggies into (laughs) our lives. Um, ones I didn't think I would ever eat. I'm now eating because of Bella. I still can't but. eat broccoli. I'll try broccoli or cauliflower. Like I just can't do it. Like I, I've lost most of my taste buds throughout my life, whether it be smoking or head injuries. I still can't do fucking cauliflower or and the little trees can't fucking do it. I don't blame me on the cauliflower. Like I've had a couple, um, companies that like their pizza crust is good. A lot of them that's like, oh, it's a cauliflower crust. No, it still tastes bad. But <laughs> broccoli, I have really started to like. And it's hilarious because Bella will only eat it if you chop it up really fine. She won't just, or just the stem. She won't eat like the head of the broccoli. Do you yell at her like, you're a pig. This is what you do. You eat. Oh, she's so picky. Like she <laughs> loves green beans, but they have to be cooked. She, you can give her as many raw green beans and she will not eat them. Oh, wow. Um, she doesn't like parsnips and like even she's bougie. <laughs> it if sounds like it. <laughs> if it's raining outside, she doesn't go outside. If there's a puddle, <laughs> she'll like walk around it. She doesn't do mud at all. That's so and awesome. she just, I mean, her cage is set up right next to the radiator. So like if she's cold, she's got all of her blankets. She's got the radiator, the ACs in the window right next to her. So like in the summertime, she's just AC'd. And feels like her mom and dad spoiled the fuck out of her. Yeah. She gets a lot of treats, you know. <laughs> and once COVID 
hopefully dies down or gets better or something. Um, beforehand, she used to go to like the elementary schools and the libraries as mm -hmm. well. And they would do like reading days with her. And like the kids so would get awesome. to pet her and feed her little cherry tomatoes. And yeah. That was She's a little a bummer. I didn't, get, I, I didn't get to meet Bella. Like I know, like Andy, like I just wanted to get, yeah, I wanted to get home. I love I, her. I should have stayed that night that we got back from the camp trip. He's like, yeah, but whatever. Next time. I mean, she's also like a four-year-old toddler. Mm -hmm. Like dogs just want to please you. They'll do whatever to make you happy with her. You'd be like, hey, come do this. And she's like, no, I want to go do that. And she'll go. <laughs> and like she throws little temper tantrums. And what she does, <laughs> it sounds like you're killing her. And I'm like, no, you just have to go down to go potty. Because it's been 24 hours since you peed. Like, you need to go potty. Yeah. It's just like, it's raining. No. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that's, that's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. All right. Um, I'm definitely going to have you back. We're gonna, I'm going to do a show of just like. Oh, there's so many stories. I know. Like... Re recurring guests. I needed to start like. I really enjoyed your episode i enjoyed like the joe peg episode like where both of you i know have just fantastic moped stories to tell and like i we just... have, like the locker stories that people don't really hear about because mm -hmm. like yeah i've been like around mopeds or in the scene for like a decade now this year yeah. i don't wrench as much as some other people just because like i didn't have the time or like I have fibro, so mm -hmm. my hands get really messed up and like oh, it hurts to wrench. So like Andy will hop in and do a lot of stuff for me that like I can do it and I know how to do it or like I can technically walk myself through it looking yeah. at an image, but physically I just can't that day. Um, it's gotten bad sometimes with riding where I just can't ride and I end up having to do chase because I physically can't sit on a bike. Mm -hmm. um, MCR saved me once with that and kind of scared some of the people when <laughs> that happened. And then dad, moped dad came in, rescued hmm. me, took me to the side, made me feel better. It's fine. Um, he, he's like, go get her meds. No one come near her. Give her space. <laughs> Here, yeah. take this. I'm like, thanks, dad. <laughs> That's but, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't have as many stories about like oh i have this bike and it's got abc parts on it or you know i've done this and that but i got like those underground stories that people don't know about <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so rad and that's what i love about this like everybody's got their own journey and own part of the moped community and like i don't care if you're like and when i say i don't care i mean like I don't hold people in a bad light. If you don't necessarily wrench all the time, if that's not a part of your, if that's not a part of your moped journey, yeah, that's okay. People like, that's what I don't get with some people like try to bust each other's chops. Well, they don't work on their own bikes. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah, that's like one of the things with zeros. Like there's a few things that are like the standards to be a zero. You have to have bikes, you have to mm -hmm. ride and you have to wrench. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you have to know everything. Like, mm -hmm. I obviously don't. Andy's still learning and he's been in this much longer than me and has worked on thousands more bikes than I have ever even seen. Yeah. How is um, the Indigen bike going? <laughs> so many bikes. So many bikes. <laughs> I, I heard he finally kind of got it going again, but then he had issues again with that bike. Um, 
It's cursed. Yeah. It's cursed. He doesn't like to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, felt, I, mean, like, I felt so bad for him just working like because yeah. That's his, oh, that's he's his... been trying so hard. I still don't think it's running. Oh. Yeah, I think he planned to the other day and just no. But yeah, I mean, like, we don't. We like people to be able to be able to work on it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't work on them a lot um, right now with the whole fibro stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. And then also when I worked up in Michigan, that's like three hours of me driving and then I'm exhausted. I don't want to do crap when I get home. No. Um, but and like everyone has their own issues here and there that they're not wrenching all the time. But to be able to have the ability to wrench, to be able to understand how your bike runs, for me, is a safety thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to rallies without other people, so I need to be able to get my bike going. If I get stuck in the middle of nowhere, I need to kind of figure out how to do something. When I worked at Chrysler, after I got Tom, he was my daily driver. If it was above 20 and I could put on my snow suits um, <laughs> and it wasn't raining. I was riding him to work. That's so awesome. for like, I kept all my little tools in there. And I remember one time it was like the first day that the motorcycle parking was reopened because they shut it down for the winter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and all the Harley guys were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to ride together. I'm like, I'll ride in too. And they're like, yeah. So we planned it on a Friday and Monday morning comes around. And I pull up and keep in mind, the Harley guys get there before me and there's no bikes. It's a freaking ghost town. And it's just yeah. my tiny little Tomos. I'm like, so then I go walking into the office and you just hear my little snow pass. Like, and then I was like, you actually wrote in like, yeah, who's assisting now? But um, no, I wrote him every <laughs> single day to and from work. So like I had to be able to fix it as something happened and like know at least the basics and that for me like I feel like anyone who rides a moped should have that knowledge you should know oh this is a spark plug and how to change a spark plug because that is going to go you should know how to like swap out something super simple like that Mm -hmm. where there are people that don't know how to do that and they just hand the bike over which is fine if that's person's going to be riding with you all the time but i don't have people riding with me all the time yeah i mean even my motorcycles i surprised andy because i'm like yeah i like stop bearing my bike with his bikes behind mine and the garage i'm like i go out every once in a while without you he's like wait you ride without me i was like yeah. sometimes you know you're doing your own thing i go ride my motorcycle yeah no so it's, I, it's weird to talk like to scooter people about that because like I've been riding with scooter people a little bit this fall and like none of those people work on their bikes. None. Like I asked one guy, I go, are you coming to this event? Well, I want to, but my, my starter's out and it's down at Scooterville right now. Cause every goddamn state has a scooter shop called Scooterville. And like, I'm like, okay. And I didn't bust his chops about it because yeah. like, that's his thing. And like, okay. Like, I, I don't know what that's like. Like, yeah. And but like, again, if that's your thing and you want to pay somebody, dude, rock and roll. Yeah. Especially like with girls, because 
guys, I don't think that they always realize the shit us girls go through. But, like, if we're broken down, like, if you guys are broken down this side road, you're just getting people passing you. Like, you <laughs> might get a motorcycle dude that stops to help because, like, he's kind. But, like, if they know that it's a girl broken down, you get all these creepers rolling up. Oh, honey, do you need help? Oh, just hop in my car. I'm not getting in your car. Like, no, no, no. No, fuck that. <laughs> not no, happening. No. No, and, like, I said that once to Andy, because, like, it's not something that a lot of guys actually think about, because it's never really happened. I mean, we did a pride parade. We, we do pride parades all the time down here in Toledo. Um, and we were riding our mopeds, and they just were all overheating, because we're going super slow. And most of the crew split off and got to the shop, and, like, the rest of us were trying to finish it didn't finish it <laughs> and we broke off and we were only like a block and a half from the shop and megan's bike completely died there's no starting this thing again and i'm like oh you want me to like walk back with you it's like two blocks away she's like oh no you can go you can go i'm like are you sure yeah no problem i got like maybe 100 yards in front of her and I looked back and there's some creeper dude in a truck trying to get her to go with him. Jesus. And Christ. she's just like, no, no, no. And I turn around and I scooped in between them. I was like, honey, how did you break down? Come on. I'll walk back with you. And she's like, okay. I'm like, I got this <laughs> to the guy. And then we started just like slowly going back to the shop. And she's like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't leave me alone. He wouldn't stop. And Jesus. Like, yeah. Sure, there's probably the guys that are good, good-hearted and do want to help, and they're not trying to be creepers. But there's a mass amount that just no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. So that's I, I like to think I'm in that category thing. of I'm a good-hearted person and I want to help you. But I understand when somebody says no, it means fucking no. Like yeah, yeah that and like not everyone knows strangers coming exactly like, no. exactly and like i had i have two older sisters so like i get like it's totally different different pair of glasses if you will um but uh, yeah i you got me excited yeah. for the next time you'll be on because i'm not gonna lie sarah this is a different day for me recording and i'm fucking starving so speaking of eating and dieting and whatnot uh, i am way past dude, my dinner time i i need to eat Andy made mac and cheese, so I can't eat that. So I'm gonna oh. have to maybe give a pizza now that you have me in the mood for pizza. Pizza is the magical fruit of the sea. There's some good gluten-free pizza down here. Just say, hey, hey I will One have to take your word on that. One of the places has like a carb-friendly. I, I can process yeah. bread, so I will try your gluten pizzas. It's good. It's good okay all right thank you so much for coming in okay. anybody thanks for having me uh everybody don't forget we are on all the podcast platforms um go to our instagram second chance pod like us uh subscribe on soundcloud instagram go to itunes give us a five-star rating i guess it helps um again i can't thank everybody enough for listening to second chance moped podcast and sarah don't forget mopeds are dumb Woo! All right. Thank you. Talk to you. Bye. Thanks. Bye.